that's really cool that you're putting something out in terms of a podcast because your your site's awesome. And oh, thank um, you. Thank you. yeah, you have to let me know if I can help promote your podcast when it comes out on on mine. Then I'd be happy to kind of figure that out. And I'm always down for. Yeah. supporting other like I was reading through your site today and I just love the vibe and everything that you're about in terms of values and stuff so I'm more than happy to help you promote it when it launches thank you thanks for the kind words about the site a few people have said it to me that they they like the fact that I'm kind of writing about the things that are important to me rather than I suppose without criticizing anybody else but just writing to get traffic I've done a bit of that of course and and you know I work in marketing yeah, okay. so it's hard to avoid that because that's yeah. the way I think. I think traffic, right. I'd love to hear your take on this, but coming from the marketing point of view, I know what's going to drive traffic and I know what I really want to write and they only occasionally cross. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I can write this amazing piece about, you know, my experience in some, I don't know, backstreet in Jordan or something and nobody's going to read it. It's just the way it is because it's not heavily. It's not keyword. SEO friendly. There you go. <laughs> but if I write the 10 best cafes in Amman, Jordan, it's got a much better chance of getting traffic and I've got yeah. more chances of people seeing my site. Is that a good thing because people will learn about you or is it a bad thing because you're selling out? I don't know, but it's fascinating to me yeah, how this works. Yeah, totally. It's a great question. Is this the podcast, by the way? Are it we is. Are we into it? I'm recording, right? I so, mean, I'm recording too, so. <laughs> that's, I can't ask for more than that. No, it's your question, I think. It's an interesting one, and I, mean, I like what you're doing with your blog because of the authenticity, and I mean, that's like a buzzword that people use, I think, and you work in marketing, so it's like, oh, you want things to be authentic, but it's it's not about that. It's, I mean, real authenticity just kind of happens, right? Like, it just, it just happens as an expression of your personality, and you can see that through your site. It's like, oh, you're not trying to be authentic for marketing purposes. You're just mm. being who you are, and that's, I think... A much better way in the long run to kind of put yourself out there in terms of business because you're yeah. going to attract the type of people I think that you want to kind of be working with in terms of like a community or whatever, mm -hmm. customers, clients, whatever the case is. I also think to your original question of, oh, should I write this post this way or that way? It also depends on your motivation, right? Well, if, if you could look at it one way and say, if I'm smart about this from a marketing perspective, then I'm going to get more eyes on this, which means my message is going to get out to more people. So if you're looking at it in that way, it makes sense to try to implement, I think, some of the marketing strategies because you can impact more people, right? But there's also something to be said about you're going to write a post on the back streets of Jordan because that's going to fulfill you creatively. And there is going to be maybe a smaller amount of people that read that from your email list or whatever, but they're going to appreciate that too. And you're going to have fun putting it together. So I don't think there's one catch all right answer because as a creator, you also have to scratch your own itch and create content or art or whatever you want to call it based on your interests and what you want to do. Right. I suppose it's a balance in the end. It's a balance between what you want to do and making money. And we can't all be doing things all day that we really enjoy, you know, follow your passion. Then nobody ends up doing that because a lot mm -hmm. of work is, uh, you know, is grinding away. And then there's these moments that you really, you're enjoying it and it makes it all worth it. So yeah, for sure. It's one way to look at it. Let's talk a bit about your business. So zero to travel is you also have location in the yeah, I think in 
podcast world, zero to travel is the thing that most yeah. people know. Yeah. But yeah, there are some other things around that that I've created based on... I started the podcast just to share travel knowledge with a community of people that was interested in long-term or full-time travel. And that was it. That was the only intention. There was no business intention. I mean, it started it in 2000, end of 2013. So podcasts were a lot less popular back then. And I just got really excited. I'd been talking about it for a long time. And somebody in my mastermind group said, Jason, just stop talking about this thing and make it. Because I'd always been interested in audio. I love music. I love the audio format. I've always been keen on audiobooks and listening to something like Alan Watts, who's a like a philosopher type, and he has all these uh, great audio pieces that you can listen to that he's given from talks way back in the day. I don't know. I just love audio. So podcasting was kind of something I gravitated towards. And then I thought it's such a great way to share stories from real people and along the way, get actionable tips and advice that can help other people. And it just kind of resonated with a certain subset of people pretty quickly, which was fortunate. And yeah, so then that led to other things that I did later on that I had no idea I was going to... I didn't know I was going to start a community for location-dependent entrepreneurs and digital nomads, and we were going to do this summer camp event, uh, Camp Indy, and all this other stuff. There's just no way to know these things, as you know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing leads to another, and I suppose it, there are very few businesses that started out the way or finished the way they started out, I should say. Yeah. So, you know, you need to put things out there to find out what people want. For sure. And I, I suppose that's, in a way, the, the way you approached it from the start, right? I guess not really consciously, but yes, that's sir. kind of what happened. By the way, if I sound a little weird, it's because I do have some kind of sickness. I don't know. I've got, I'm a little stuffy. You got you got something too? too? Well, I thought I had coronavirus, of course, because oh, everybody goodness. thinks they have coronavirus when they wake up with the flu and true. sore neck and a cough. And you're in Europe as well, so it's rampant at the moment in yeah. certain parts. You're in bit. Dublin, right? I'm in Dublin right now. Is that where you grew up, I guess? This is where I grew up, yep. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, I just did an episode on Ireland because I'm. Uh, it feels like another home to me. I don't know why. It's just. It's, like, I don't think I've met anybody that's been to Ireland that doesn't like Irish people or Ireland. It's downloaded on my phone. I've been listening to you since 2013, so Come it's quite on. possible I heard one. No, seriously, yeah, wow. it's quite possible I heard one of the first episodes. That's really when I started listening to podcasts about 2013, and yeah. I was downloading everybody. Tim Ferriss started roughly the same time as well. And yeah, I remember downloading your episodes, but I didn't realize you were just starting around then as well. I'm really excited for you having this podcast now because you got such great content on your site and now you're bringing more content in this way. It's probably one of the handful of things I've done that I'd say has changed my life the most for the better. I could say that about like my first solo backpacking trip. I can say that about having children, for example. I can say that about starting a podcast. It really has changed my life in ways that I didn't, I couldn't have possibly imagined. So I'm excited for you. I'm a big fan of podcasts. So yeah. I had to get into it just to even try and see how it goes. And yeah. when my, so some experience in audio, I thought this is going to be great. And to get back to the point you mentioned about you end up with different opportunities. That's the way I see it. I see this as the first step towards different opportunities. I get to talk to a guy like you. I get to talk to really interesting people that maybe would be more difficult to happen unless I went to a conference or arrived on your doorstep, which right. would be strange. <laughs> um, oh, you would be welcome. So, we got a couch here. You're in Sweden, right? You're based in Sweden. I'm in Oslo, Norway. 
no i meant to say norway sorry yeah no, no uh, so worries. based in also norway it's not the cheapest place in the world right so does, does that suit your lifestyle or no, <laughs> yeah. no not at all no right, okay. <laughs> i'm uh i'm doing it all wrong keith uh i, I make this joke because I know you value slow travel, as do I. And especially if you're working while you're traveling, it's really tough to get things done. That's the big myth about the digital nomad lifestyle, right? If you're traveling fast, it's really hard to get things done. Now I'm not even slow traveling. I'm just not traveling and living in Norway. So in a way, being an expat, I kind of get to have the travel experience being part of another culture every day. But you get used to that. As you know, you lived in Argentina for a long time, right? I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because that's one of my favorite places in the world. It is expensive here, but I met a Norwegian girl when I was staying in a hostel in Brazil many years ago. And she checked a lot of boxes right away because she was in a hostel. So I'm like, hey, anybody that's traveling by themselves through South America and is willing to stay in hostels, she's already got a bunch of things that are good yeah. going for her, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's another story. But we had reconnected years later, blah, blah, blah. Now we're married and we have two kids. And she's from Norway. So when we were having our first child, we had to decide if we were going to live in America or Norway and the benefits here with children and the health system and all, it was just kind of a no-brainer to come to Norway and to raise our children here for the time being. So that's what we're doing. And that's how I ended up here. So no, it's not a digital nomad hotspot because beers are about $15 a pop at, out at a bar. So I don't anticipate a, an influx of digital nomads anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, the, one of the top three things is going to be cost of living. So we can take that one away. Second is probably weather. And I know you do have good summers, but there winters you go. can be brutal, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have vowed to stop complaining about the weather because I can't do anything about it. So I'm embracing the Norwegian expression. Well, they have a lot of expressions around weather, which seems kind of funny if you're thinking about like weather in terms of small talk. But you being from Ireland, I'm sure you can appreciate this. Weather is such a huge factor in everyday life when yep. you come from this area of the world. So it makes sense that more than maybe other places, it's really ingrained. I mean, it's ingrained in the culture everywhere, but it's even ingrained, I think, in the makeup of the people. So they have an expression here that says, Du finis ike dorli var, bara dorli klar. And that just means there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. So there's no reason to complain about the weather. The kids right. here go out in all types of weather. My children sleep outside every day in their sleeping bags. No, I don't stick them outside and in the grass and just hope that they take a nap. Right. It's just a very Norwegian thing. Everybody has these sleeping bags and strollers. And when the kids take naps at the daycare, they sleep outside. When my kid wants to take a nap, we take him out for a walk and he sleeps outside. And people park their kids out front of cafes while they're inside drinking coffee and their kids are outside sleeping. And all of these things were pretty new to me. But now it's kind of part of my daily life. So it all seems kind of normal. <laughs> I do, how old are your kids? One is almost four, and the other one's going to be two in a few months. So, And they were born in Norway? Yes. So they're Norwegians? They're Norwegian <laughs> and American. So they, I got them the American passports, too. So they're dual citizens, right. and that's what I'm working on right now, too. Awesome. I have a citizenship test in a month, actually. Is your business in Norway, or are you still connected some way to the, to the US? Or is that a question you would prefer to answer in the company of a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I had to have two companies set up for yeah. a few different boring tax reasons. So that was a really pain in the butt to, to figure out. But... It's also one of those things where like if you're listening to this and 
that part of being a digital nomad is either intimidating or you don't want to deal with it, you do figure it out eventually. You figure out what you have to do. And, and the way I figured it out is not by learning tax laws. It's by bringing other people in that know those things and helping them or getting them to help me find the solution, which wasn't yeah. an expensive solution to find. But it's always good to remember that there are other people there that can help you out. We have the community, Location Indie. My buddy Trav and I, we were co-founders of that. And we just uh, are really passionate about bringing people together that are interested in this lifestyle. And we thought it was great to build a community where people could get more accountability and things like that. Because as you know, when you're doing this on your own, you're in marketing, so you know, but when you're just starting yeah. out, it's, I mean, the more help and support you can get, it way increases your chance of success, I think. And continuing yep. on when you feel unmotivated, when you have a group of other people that are working kind of on the same path, like-minded and all that sort of stuff. So we were really scratching our own itch to start the community and be around all the other people that are interested in travel and the travel lifestyle, but also having like a lifestyle business that allows you to travel. But if you don't want to travel, you can still have a lifestyle based around, I hate to use the word freedom because it's so overused, but you have more freedom with your time and everything like that. Yeah, I think freedom just defines it people understand especially in our field what that means i guess the thing is it's better to build a business that gives you the option to be able to travel or not travel when you want rather than you have to do one or the other it's, it's an amazing feeling to be able to make your own choice and there is no right or wrong choice whether you stay in one place for 11 months of the year and travel for one that's fine that's your choice you make that choice yeah and the people in the community where are they generally from what are they looking for and what do they expect to get from the community? Yeah, a lot of people are based in the United States or North America. We have some Canadians, but we also have other people that are based in Europe. And yep. we've had some Australians and yeah, just really people from all over. But I would say primarily based in the States. People are just looking for, like I said before, help and, and getting around a like-minded group of people that are working towards the same goals. And that's where a lot of the value is because we do accountability calls. We do uh, monthly, we do travel talk events where we come in and talk travel and we take the collective consciousness and try to get tips from everybody and sort of crowdsource yeah. All the best latest travel tips, I guess, or we'll do destination theme things. So we do all these online community events where we'll jump in a call and it's live and people can hang out and we can set goals together and uh, help each other through some struggles and things like that. So it's not one of those things where I sit there and Travis and I don't come on with uh, saying we have all the answers to all these questions or anything. We simply try to facilitate productive conversations, goal setting events and Things that we know are proven to keep people's businesses and lifestyles moving forward towards the directions, the direction that they want to go. So lots of business owners or people interested in starting a business. Yeah. And Anybody they've got this kind of community of people that understand what they're doing, essentially. Yeah. It can be yeah. aspiring or current location independent entrepreneurs or digital nomads. So I we always differentiate between the two because I think location independent, we tend towards that mm. term thus location indie because i think there's more flexibility like you said i think digital nomad somebody that's nomadic and traveling all the time they're also location independent this is a uh, semantics right yeah but i think it's a differentiator in terms of when you're setting an intention for a lifestyle it is important to kind of think about what you want that to be right so yeah. for me it was being location independent when i heard that term term i was like the bell started going off i was like this is the thing i want to do because 
I can travel as much as I want, but I can also have a home base if I want. It just made sense to me, you know, as a term. So it totally makes sense. I want to ask you, how difficult was it to set up the community? Is it something you'd do again? Is it something <laughs> you recommend to somebody? Because this podcast is for travel entrepreneurs, the kind of community that I'd like to talk to. So I'm sure many of them will be interested in learning about setting up their own community. Sure. A community is a big responsibility that you have to be ready for. So you have to ask yourself, I had this conversation with my buddy Matt because he was thinking about starting community. And in the end, we decided that, oh, he decided after a lot of questions and and talking that it wasn't really the right thing for him. It wasn't because he didn't want to help people, but he helped people in a different way. He likes to work on his own. He wants to go to a coffee shop, put his headphones on do all this stuff and just be in his own world all day. And a community is about engagement, interacting with other people, bring people together, finding different ways to connect people. It's very much focused on the community, of course, when it's done right. You have to really be honest with yourself. It's like starting a podcast or something, as you're probably learning, Keith. It's a lot of work, right? It is. So on some level, you said before, well, you can't always do the things you're super passionate about. But when you start something new, too, you have to be passionate about it enough, I think, to see it through on a consistent basis, right? You don't have to be. You could certainly start a podcast and after 20 episodes, realize it's not for you and there's lessons to be learned and people do that a lot. But I think a community might be a little different because you're, you're now you're involving other people. I'd say it's not something to go into lightly. I'm super glad we did it and I have zero regrets because I've met so many amazing people through the community. I've learned a lot about other people. I've learned a lot about myself running a community and it's a constant source of inspiration, which is one of the reasons why um, we started it. Inspiration and education because we're learning from each other. So if you have a community uh, mindset in that way, I think you just kind of got to be honest with yourself. If that's something you enjoy, then you can start taking a look at the next steps and saying, all right, well I'm in such and such niche what, what kind of value could I create in my niche that can bring people together and give them something and get them to connect with each other so they can then create value with each other? And how, how does that look? So, I mean, starting to answer, ask those questions and then you can start understanding and shaping what it is. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of where you want to go with this, but... No, that's exactly it. Good to know from somebody who's done it, the thought process that goes behind creating a community, because these days, a lot of people are talking about create your community, whether that be on Facebook or your own site or something like you've done. If you're really interested in doing a community, go for it. But if it's going to be a a real pain, it's going to be something you don't look forward to every day, you know, maybe skip it. Maybe if you can add value in a different way, put your energy into that. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's a lot of people I know that start with a Facebook group and they have just a free community that they're providing value to. And that can work really well, whatever niche you're in. If you're looking for new clients, it's always or customers or whatever, it's always easier to create something, I think, to lead and create something because then people come to you rather than you having to go out and find everybody. Yeah. And which do you enjoy more, podcasting or blogging? I'm a podcaster. I'm not really a blogger. Uh, that's the thing that I've had to come to terms with. I, I was reading through your articles and I'm just like, these are incredible. And I have no desire to create this 
to go this deep like you have, for example. But I think it's super valuable. It's just, I know how to do that and I know what it takes. And I just don't know if I have the interest to create epic articles on certain things. I'm just not much of a writer. So I'm, I'm saving my writing for, I'm working on a book right now. So I'm trying to just kind of reserve my writing for because I don't love to write. It's not like the thing I sit down, I'm like, yeah, I get to write today. Awesome. This goes back to just a greater theme of know thyself, right? Yeah. So yeah. if we're taking a look from a meta viewpoint, it's like, okay, I've realized, well, everybody's blogging. You got to write these long form articles. Well, if I publish any articles, I do make them long, but I don't love sitting down and writing those articles. So I'll either hire somebody to do it to help me out or interview me and then write the article based on the interview or I'll write something if I'm feeling like doing it. But right now I'm saving most of my personal writing for this book project I'm working on. But I love podcasting. I could do that all day long. So I am uh, heavily focused on podcasting in terms of my personal time. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. And it's right for me right now. It's probably not right for my business, but hey, we can't do everything perfect all the time. Another thing is I just realized I'm not really a social media guy, you know? Podcasting is kind of my quote unquote social media. So yeah, should I be on this, that, and the other? Well, I guess, but I don't have any interest in posting everything about like who cares what I ate. No offense to people that do that. Do that. I don't feel like taking my phone out when I'm in the middle of doing something and like coming up with some snappy post and posting it. Like I want to just do the thing. And go home and on a podcast, I can talk about it later or something. I'm not a big fan either. And it does work for some people and for some travel bloggers or everyday bloggers in other topics. And for entrepreneurs, it really does work. But sure. it depends. And if you're not into it, it's not going to appear authentic again. That's the, There's that word, <laughs> authentic. And you're just doing it because you feel you have to. It's going to show and it's not going to work. That's right. Social media, I guess it's one of those things. I see the, the channels of podcasting, uh, blogging, email, pretty good for building traffic and building a business. One question I want to ask, and I think it's the question that everybody's asking at the moment, uh -huh. is it too late to start a podcast? <laughs> no, I don't think so. There are a lot less podcasts than there are blogs out there. And even though you see it's so popular and there's so many coming out every day, there's still a lot more room than okay. people think, relatively speaking. So that's part one. Part two, you never want to look at something that you're interested in. If, if, if you're listening to this and you're interested in podcasting, but you're like, well, there's no way because... You know, Keith already has a podcast on traveling entrepreneurs and he's doing it. So why should I do it? Because that's already done. It's not really like that because you have your own unique voice to bring to it. And plus, you can't discount the personal benefits like I mentioned before and, and you were alluding to getting to talk to. Yeah, you know, I got to sit down the other day in, in Norway like a week or two ago and talk to the first person ever to walk to the North Pole and to do a solo trip to the South Pole. Like, when would I get to talk to this guy? And he's a successful publisher and author. And why would this guy give me his time to sit down in his yeah. office, surrounded by books, which was like heaven, and have a conversation about silence with a guy who spent 50 days in silence while he was walking to the South Pole? I would never have that opportunity if I didn't have a podcast. So there's all of these other things that I think you can't look at it as just like, oh, should I start a podcast for my business? Because it's a bigger question than that. And don't let quote unquote competition psych you out. I always think like it's important to have an abundance mindset. So we're here right now together. You're having me on your podcast. You're going to help me promote the Zero to Travel podcast. We're also going to have a good time chatting. I'm going to help you promote your podcast on mine because 
I know you do great work and we share a lot of the same values. We just help each other out. And that's what's beautiful about the podcasting community and other communities, blogging or whatever, with people who I think get it and understand, hey, a rising tide lifts all boats. So the only way to get plugged in is to have something, to have your own show, right? Otherwise, you're not going to get plugged into that. And you don't know what's going to happen unless you go down the journey. Don't think it's ever a bad time to start anything because you, you do have your own unique spin to share or your own voice. I'll take some fuel from that to continue with the podcast. <laughs> and um, hopefully somebody else will get the same kind of push to creating their own podcast. But warning, you know, when you bring another podcaster on your show and you start asking questions, get ready for the soapbox rants. <laughs> yeah, keep them coming. That's fine. <laughs> I suppose being a podcaster now for so many years, you won't have any trouble talking tech and some geeky aspects of mm-hmm. podcasting. Is there anything that you absolutely must have to do your podcast? Are you going to tell me you move all that over to your editor? <laughs> no, I, I there's, of course, certain things I like. But I do recommend... You have an audio background, you said, right? What was your audio background from? I'm a musician. Oh, nice. What do you play? A guitar and piano. So do you write songs? For, yes. Because I've gotten into songwriting recently. Oh, uh, awesome. Fairly recently. So I would love to hear more about that because I'm just trying to figure it out. And it's one of those things that I'm speaking of passions. I'm super passionate about right now. And I could probably spend all day playing guitar and writing songs and podcasting. And mm. that would be great. <laughs> Same here. Well, there, there we go about passions. And music is one of my main passions. But it's also one of those industries that can leave you pretty broke. You know, the starving artist is, is quite typical among musicians. I know some of the most talented people in the world who don't have any money. And after a few years of that, you can get kind of miserable. So I'll keep it as a hobby. You know, Ireland is a magical musical place it is such an incredible place to go for music and those are the best experiences i've had in ireland are are all music based really not all of them but those are the ones that stand out to me the, the most as somebody who loves music and live music and folk music and hearing traditional irish music being played or seeing a group of Maybe you've taken this for granted growing up in the culture. You can tell me if you have or you haven't. But to walk in and to see a group of musicians that just come to a pub on X night and just sit around a booth and drink beer and just kind of jam together, it's just such a beautiful thing. It is. I suppose being in the culture, you don't see it as much as an outsider sees it. And, And, you know, I've lived abroad for a long time, but when I do come back, you start to appreciate it a bit more. And even in Dublin, where I'm from, that would be the least traditional part of the country, as I'm sure you know. And Mm. when you go to the West Coast, you really see a lot more of it, more traditional music where they speak Irish. And that's a very musical language as well, in a way. So what you're saying is, I'm just going to read between the lines and say that you're telling me to come to Ireland to hang out with you and we can do some co-working, play some guitar together. I could even learn a few traditional Irish. You know, one of the things on my bucket list, my own bucket list in my head is to be able to sit in on a traditional Irish music session and actually play along. I'm not a very good guitar player, so that's saying a lot, but can you make this dream a reality? I could make that (laughs) dream a reality. You've heard it here. Oh, man. It's as good as written down. We got a major digression. I I love these Joe Rogan style digression (laughs) conversations where you just talk about stuff. You know, I enjoy that. I I did want to go back to what you said about the podcasting equipment. I love the ATR2100. I I feel bad for anybody that's listening that was like, wait a minute, I wanted to hear about the equipment thing. Um, 
See, this is the professional podcaster <laughs> coming in here. He remembers uh, a conversation we started five minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you. Circling it back. <laughs> Um, this yeah. ATR2100 microphone, I love. And I like it because it, it gives my voice a little bassier edge than it normally has. So that's kind of nice. And it's kind of the standard issue podcast mic. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see what you have there. What sure, do you have? SM58, the, oh, yeah. the standard okay. musician rock god yes. uh, microphone. I have one of those for music, but I haven't used it for podcasting yet. I have also a couple audio recorders that I like to travel with. So if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're a traveler. And I would recommend the Tascam DR40. I haven't had any issues with mine. It's got microphone inputs, so you can do the direct input with the mics, but it also has external speakers. So if you want to just record ambient noise or have a conversation like that, you can record that way as well. So, I mean, the downside is you can only plug in two mics at one time, but also for traveling how much stuff do you want to bring with you so sure yeah i've got the zoom oh, yeah. h6 which yeah, is a like really that? popular one well it's got the four mics input which i've never used as a musician this would be great to just have an impromptu session for musicians at the same time you also have the directional mic on top so you potentially have five even six depending on what way you use that it's fairly light for what it is it's a solid machine i mean that's what i'm recording on right now into the computer but it's great for traveling and walking up to people because it's got the directional mic on it. It's excellent. Yes. Yeah. Another great thing about audio is people behave a lot differently when they have a camera in their face versus a little yeah. recorder that's kind of just hanging out there. It just changes the dynamic of the conversation. Any trips planned for the future? Yeah, we're doing a, an event at a summer camp. It's a summer camp for adults called Camp Indie. So yeah, you can go to Camp Indie, I-N-D-I-E.com to check it out. It's really for um, people that are into location dependence, lifestyle business, travel, like basically anybody that's listening to this. And we just thought there hasn't really been an event like this in the US, at least very often. And there also hasn't been something like this at a summer camp. So we thought, well, why don't we just create instead of a conference where you go to a boring hotel room and watch some people speak, why don't we just move a conference type thing with productive workshops to a summer camp outside of New York City, and then we can go wakeboarding and do a ropes course and do archery and all this other cool stuff. We have yoga sessions in the morning, things like that. And that's what we love, so we created this event. Awesome. Where is your favorite destination and where is your favorite future destination? So your dream future destination yeah. and your favorite destination so far. Hmm. Well, I always said that if I had gotten kicked out of the countries that I'm living in, then I would relocate to Argentina because, yes. and probably, which is interesting because I read your article, I'd probably move to Bariloche because it's right on the doorstep of Patagonia. And I've been to a lot of places around there, probably not as many as you have being, having lived there for five years. I was only there for a few months, but saw enough to understand how awesome it is. And I just love that area of the world. So that's certainly one of my favorite in Nepal. I actually have a whole podcast series on trekking in Nepal. It's called Trekking Nepal. Favorite future destination? I mean, this is changing. You probably know this, just recording podcasts. It feels like every time I record one with somebody, they always mention something else or I read something else yep. in a travel magazine and that's the new one, that's the new one, that's the new one. Something I'd really love to do that I can't necessarily do with my family right now, but if I was doing it on my own, would be to do one of these long distance or longer type hikes. So I just... I know there are some in Europe. There's one that somebody just told me about called the G15 that runs through 
the French Alps and yep. it sounds like you can go through some village. I like the idea of kind of being in the wilderness and seeing beautiful mountains, but then occasionally rolling through a village and, you know, having a big fat bottle of red wine yeah. <laughs> and some good food. And yep. then there's another walk in Japan. I've been to Tokyo just for a handful of days, but I'd really like to go back to Japan and experience that country. And there's a hike there. The name of it is escaping me right now, but it's a pilgrimage type hike. The Kumano Kodo. I'm Kumano sure Kodo. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, south of Osaka. Awesome. If I could if I could teleport myself somewhere tomorrow, I'd probably go do that. Where do we send people, Jason, to find out more about you? To Zero to Travel, the podcast, the blog, <laughs> Indie? Where, I know, where, too where many links, right? This is the thing that's always a, an issue, right? Well, listen, if you're here and you like podcasts, you can check out the Zero to Travel podcast. And if you go there, then you hear about everything else. We'll make it easy. All right. Thanks very much, Jason. Thank you.